This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey everybody, welcome to the Betting Weekly English Premier League Futures Show brought to you by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Back for another season and joining me uh, on the show today are the brilliant, uh, first of all, Mr. Nigel Seeley, the main man. Good summer, how are you? Hello, mate. Yeah, I'm good. I'm very good. I'm um, looking forward to the Premier League season. You know, it's one of these things that when it sort of creeps upon you, you think it's, oh, God, I've got a load of work to do. Oh, Jesus, I've got, I'm worrying about this. And then when it comes a week before you get really excited, you can't wait. Within two weeks, you think, oh, here we go again. It's like, but it's, it's, it's like, it's the highs and lows. But I am looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. We spent a lot of time doing the props. We've got lots and lots of things going on, on the Bet Rivers Network. A huge amount of content, and I am. I am really bullish, and like every better should be. Heading into a new season is like Christmas Day for any uh, any, any gambler, any sports better. So yes, we are excited. I know you're going to be very excited when you come on to your beloved Arsenal. You must be, you, you, you think <laughs> European domination is going to be on the cards, but it's uh, a matter of time. Well, well, yeah, but <laughs> not in your lifetime. But let me tell you something. I I am looking forward to it. Yes, I am. So uh, I am buzzing. I'm 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 looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to a new season with some really really exciting new people involved, exciting times, and new faces and new ideas and new new ways of betting because I've come a bit old and ancient in this kind of game. So. Yes, I am looking forward to Harry. Good stuff. Also joining us on the show uh, for the first time, Jack Wright. Welcome uh, to the program, mate. How are you? How's your summer been? I'm very good. Thanks, Harry. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, awesome summer. Uh, great recharge. But as Nigel then said, new season around the corner right now, right on the horizon. So excited by it, as we are every single year. And uh, like I say, new faces in there, some big names coming into the Premier League this season. And uh, we look forward to seeing how they perform and obviously some familiar old faces as well. So uh, exciting times. Before, but hang on, before, except familiar old faces, I don't think, I hope he wasn't <laughs> referring to me. But before we go on to about this Premier League show, both myself and Jack are supporters of teams in the Championship. So, you know, like, so we actually come in, Harry, unlike you, with a totally impartial view. You come in with a very, so. very, you come in with a really, you know, you're going to win, everything's going to happen. We actually come in with proper betting advice, totally impartial, because our clubs, we just dream of having the time we're in it. So there you go. So that's why we're good on this show. And, uh, you know, I'm looking for, I, I've tried all summer to find a Millwall presenter, a, uh, a Derby <laughs> County presenter, but I couldn't, so I'm, unfortunately. We were stuck with you again, Harry. Stuck with me. Stuck with me. <laughs> uh, before we dive into it, you can follow all of us at the same time, uh, along with all the other superb handicappers working across the Bet Rivers network on our joint Twitter handle. It's at Because We Win, and you'll be able to find pre-match and in-play picks there 
from some of the best in the business throughout the duration of the season. So do get involved. We'll leave uh, the link in the description below. Okay, let's get into some of the betting talk. And there's only really one place to start, and that is right at the top of the table. Uh, Manchester City, of course, the reigning champions going into the new campaign. Uh, Nigel, what are you thinking in terms of a winner? What, What is the market telling us? Well, I think in the world of betting, uh, all across European football and in world betting and sports betting as well, the, the Premier League title race isn't the most attractive betting heat in any sports betting market. Um, the top two are so far clear of the of the chasing pack and they're getting stronger and stronger. And you can see by their transfer acquisition in the summer, just how strong they are. Um, you you can't rule any anything out of the, of the top two. But as I've said on many things I've done already coming into this. This is a World Cup year. And this World Cup is going to play havoc in, in this in this season. And we don't know what's going to happen in a, in a mid-season World Cup. I think there's going to be so many players, obviously but there is going to be so many players missing from Manchester City and Liverpool travelling to Qatar in the winter. I think there's going to be players going into the World Cup who are going to think, you know, I've got a niggling injury to want. Do I really fancy playing at home against Bournemouth? Or do I don't really fancy going to Everton away or Newcastle away. I've got, I've got a World Cup. So I think you're going to get shocks. I think you're going to get shocks. And I don't think you're going to get these points. So Bet Rivers have a lot of points markets, teams like, you know, and and, and, and built on like the, the, the amount of points that teams have, have, have accumulated over the years. Well, I think a lot of big teams are going to drop points. But when the players come back, I think it's going to, for the first two or three weeks, it's going to take a lot of time for them to 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 adjust and get straight back. And they're coming back for the World Cup and straight into the into the Premier League on, on Boxing Day. So I think there's going to be some shocks. So I, I don't think it's going to be the golf as well as the betting it, it suggests. Minus 134 Manchester City, plus 250 Liverpool. I don't think that is going to be the golf when you see the league table, but those two sides are going to win. They're, they're going to be they're way, way ahead of everybody else. So we can't really argue with that. But I don't think you'll see the Premier League this season won by as many points as we've seen previously. I think if you can go under Man City points, if you can go under Liverpool points, you're still going to win. They're still going to be contesting. But they're going to drop points, definitely in the build-up to the World Cup and definitely after. You've only seen some of the big teams. When England come back from previous World Cups, the players go back who haven't the World Cup and all the players after the World Cup have a three-week rest. Well, if, if they go deep in the World Cup, they're back playing on Boxing Day. Nobody wants to play boxing, they don't want to be out around the in-laws and around everyone else is having a few beers and having a party. Oh, and then they've got the FA Cup weeks. You're, you're going to find that this league will not be won by the dominant that we've seen before, but the cream will rise to the top. So I think from a betting perspective on the Premier League, we can't rule out Man City minus 134. Don't look at anything about the Community Shield. I mean, that's just a, a glorified pre-season friendly. Forget about that. Plus 250. Tottenham at 14, Chelsea at 16, your beloved Arsenal at 28, Manchester United at 33. We are a long way from them making the gap. But going into Christmas and going into the new year, we're going to be in for a very, very exciting Premier League race, I believe. But ultimately, the top two will dominate. And I can't disagree at all with the way that the, uh, the market is set out. It was 18 points between the top two and the rest of the pack last season. That's a significant gap. So you think that will be reduced? Oh, 100%. The other thing, the other thing you remember as well with, with, with futures bets is if you if you can find a 50 to one, I mean, we brought Jack on. He was a master of finding 100 to one shots. No pressure, Jack. But I, I, he's no, the master of finding the 100 to one shots. The thing is, why would you want to tie your money up? 
on Man City at minus 134 for, for, for nine months. I mean, it's a lot of money to invest for that kind of return. We know it's going to be Man City and Liverpool are going to be the top two. You can probably bet them to finish in the top two in any particular order. But I think there's much better markets that I want to be putting my money into rather than a Premier League race. But all I'm saying is it, the Bet Rivers have a load of specials. And if you look at the total points for Manchester City and the total points for Liverpool, they have been generated from statistics in the last four or five seasons. They this, this Premier League title will not be won by the margin we saw last year and not won by the points we've seen last year because teams will drop points in that World Cup period beforehand and after. Jack, do you agree with that assessment? Is that your kind of plan of attack as well? Yeah, you, you can't argue with it at all as, as much as I'd love to, obviously. But um, sitting here, just nodding away. But it, it's no, it's absolutely sleeping, bang on. Sleep, sleeping, or nodding <laughs> in the grave. <laughs> there's uh, there's forty days between the last fixture prior to the World Cup starting, and obviously the Premier League shuts down for that that duration of time until that Boxing Day game. So those players um, that are in those sides that are just outside the elite. Um, that won't be going, and there won't be too many, but one that sticks in my mind straight away is James Madison, is likely not to be going, but a key player for a side that is just under under that, um, say, th- those top six. Um, could be could be a crucial factor, rested, recuperated, going into the new year, um, ready to fire. So um, those are definitely ones to look out for. It's a squad game, which is uh, probably a slight surprise that Man City have chosen this point of time to... Um, Furnish yourself with a couple of uh, decent players in uh, Jesus and Zinchenko, who uh, obviously not started too badly in, in pre-season. Given that, let's say, that, that rotation and the squad depth will be vital this season, probably more than any other season that we've, we've known in the Premier League history. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going uh, to be talk- unloaded. Oh. I mean, sorry, sorry I, 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 we never knew betting during the COVID period. We never knew how th- things change. We have a... People now bet with a with a computer system and a model, right? And and they say this is the, this is the XG, this is the data, and the data spouts out stuff. Everyone who used that model, including myself, done their absolute brains during COVID because we never really realised how much home advantage was. This season now, around that crucial period of the World Cup, there's no computer system in the world that's going to tell you what a price should be. So you are going to have to use a bit of that. And a lot, lot of betters out there don't use a bit of brains anymore. They use a, a, a system that prints out and tells them this is the price. Well, mm. you're going to have to use this this season. I don't think for one minute this Premier, and that's not only in the Premier League, that's in all the world, all the leagues across European football and the world. But I'm telling you now, the top two will come to fruition essentially, but they might win it by five or six points. You might look at a team like Arsenal, you might look at a team like Tottenham, and you might bet them. And you might be in a position to trade out at February time at five to one, six to one, because I don't think the title will be over. But once you go into that final run, those two teams will just run away. They're, they're, they're racehorses. They're, they're, they're group one racehorses up against mm-hmm. juveniles. They'll run away and they'll win it in the final stretch. So for betting perspective, if you're looking at the Premier League, maybe look at a Tottenham, look at an Arsenal, take the early price now. When the World Cup comes back, they might be half the price, trade out and move on. Interesting. Interesting. 
Yeah. Handicap markets are a fantastic opportunity if you can get uh, Brett Rivers. We haven't got one at this moment in time, but keep an eye on it in case there one, is one coming about. But um, you can get a, a team like a Palace, at maybe like plus 40 points or something like that. That could be huge come, as, as we're saying, going into that that kind of end of the season. Uh, because So that, that gap, I'm, I'm certain the gap's going to be a lot, lot tighter as well. As you said, it was best part of 20 points last season, just between the top two and, and, and third. So um, absolutely look at the say the likes those those clubs like Newcastle, Leicester, Palace that are, that have um not got European football. Um say elements of not as many players at the World Cup and with a massive points advantage on a handicap or uh, as you say a trade out opportunity. Certainly loads of opportunities other than back in a massive odds on shot uh, say tying your money up. But say City Liverpool at plus one fifty is probably about the only way in it odds against but um again that's too short to really be getting uh, excited about for a, a nine-month competition you guys are giving me plenty of food for thought there i'm sure the listeners will love it um let's move on to the top four race because um it's becoming increasingly difficult season upon season to get into the top four nowadays obviously huge financial reward for achieving that as well as the status of being a champions league club nigel looking at the top four race what are your kind of thoughts going into the campaign well, really, it's a top two race, isn't it? It's not a top four race. I mean, the top, the Man City and Liverpool are going to be in them top two. It's a place for two other places. And really, you've, you've only got four teams, effectively, who can make the top four. Honestly, haven't you? Really, you've got Chelsea, you've got Arsenal, you've got Tottenham, you've got Manchester United. I don't expect anything from Manchester United this season. I really don't. I mean, if they finish sixth or they've done a Great achievement. I think next year and the year after is about they haven't they can't attract anybody to come to the club. I, I I've got a sneaky feeling that Tottenham will do very well this season. I know that I know you don't want to uh, to hear this, Harry, but um, as Close again, my ears. Well, yeah, but listen, we're an impartial we're a partial panel here. We're, we're we're trying to make money, not trying to make friends. Um, but I feel that um, Tottenham will do well, and I think Ricardo is a genius signing. It takes the pressure off Son and Harry Kane. Uh, they can put him in in games where Kane might not fill up to it and Son, the pressure. They played a lot of football over a period of time. The, the, the midfield now is strengthened. And the, and, the, and the biggest factor is is that is the manager. I mean, I don't care what you say about anything in, in world football. The manager is as important as a centre forward or, or, or a central defender or, or a goalkeeper. And Conte is a proven winner. And he's won titles wherever he's gone. Uh, he's successful. He wants to get the crowd behind him. And I think Tottenham will have a monumentous year this year. I did a, I was very fortunate to go to um, to Las Vegas, as, as you've probably seen on, on the, my Twitter page. And um, I did a, a panel, a Q&A panel. And I spoke to a big odds compiler, an odds maker in, in, in Las Vegas, who was really keen on Tottenham. And we spoke for a few hours and, and he wanted some bet on to win the league. Yeah, no, I listened to you for a few hours. <laughs> Right, can we cut this down, please? <laughs> uh, take number two. Anyway, uh, we spoke to Isela. And um, we, I, th- I felt the best bet for Tottenham was to bet them in the Champions League rather than win the league. Because if they start off the league really well, and they say that like, they're, they're, you know, they win the first six or seven games, when the Champions League comes around, they won't be 33 to 1, they'll be 12 to 1. Because people look at the league table in Europe, how it's performing. I'm not saying they'll win it, but best teams don't win Champions League, as we saw from Real Madrid. Best teams win the the Premier League. But I think Tottenham will emerge. I like. I'm I'm very heavy in Tottenham and a lot of markets this season. Um, I think Arsenal will do okay, but I think Tottenham will, will be the one out of that six that I would 
I, I would say I, I would probably bet them to finish in the top four. I think I think the manager, the manager's worth six extra points, you know, to, compared to other managers. So I, I think I think Tottenham would be the same for me. Jack, any is it the same for you, or, or is there anybody else that tickles your fancy? Yeah, I've got Spurs third. I think um, they're just reinventing Spurs. Well, Conte's reinventing Spurs, and and they've obviously been desperate enough to keep him there. That they've opened the purse strings, and and they're buying players that aren't Spursy, are they? They're buying players that have got a bit of devilment about them. Richarlison's a prime example of that. He'll 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 get people rattled. He'll get people wound up. Um, he'll get the crowd going. Um, you know how much the Everton fans loved him, so got that got that Spurs now. Um, Basuma in the middle middle of the park as well. You got mm. Ben Tenkul with there. Uh, him. Uh, then you go at the back and you got Romero. These aren't traditional Spurs players. You you know full well how much the the soft underbelly. I can't know. I don't know what Graham Souness and Roy Keane are going to talk about when when like these these players are going to be getting stuck in. And uh, it was at Arsenal. Uh, yeah, they'll be having a go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is that. I, I cast an eye over. This is slightly off topic, but with bat Spurs, as far as the the um, on Bet River booking market, there to get most bookings, and, and I was just drawn to two Spurs players, which is kind of a, a very rare occurrence in the past. But I think they've got that steel, that battle in there now. They brought a great squad, um, and um, you, you're going to walk out at the moment if we carry on. But it's yeah, like, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> but, yeah, but the, the excitement they bring to the table as well. But Harry, sorry, 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 Jake. Uh, mm. Go on. I, I didn't know you. Sorry, keep going. No, I was just say like not only you got that that steal with, with the players they brought in, but the the excitement and the goals that they they promise as well. They 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 should be box office this season watching watching Spurs. But Harry, I was going to ask you as a Tottenham. You, you're probably the most fanatical fan I've ever known in any team. You know, without question. You I've know, I, I, you, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, like you, know, you must see the sort of the. You know, you're a football fan as well. You, you, you're knowledgeable on football. You know about. You're working on a betting channel. You know, you look at Tottenham. You look at what's the, the noisy neighbours are doing. It. What? How, how do you feel about it? What do, what do you think? I think it's quite interesting. Come from an Arsenal fan. You know, I know you. We, you turn your lows up and think, oh no, but but take. He's even got the red and white wallpaper in the back of the room, you know. Yeah, <laughs> take that red and white wallpaper down for one second. And what do you think about Tottenham's chance this season? I think that Tottenham have got a good chance of securing top four. Um, I think that they've got a, a top, top manager in Antonio Conte. I was jealous when they signed him. I'd written an article maybe six months before they hired him in which I said, sort of to use a boxing phrase, pound for pound, I think he's the best manager in world football in terms of what he's achieved over the last few years and the way he turns ships around really, really quickly. But what I would say is what what made Spurs stand out for me was, and ultimately why I think they got top four, was because of Kane, Son and Conte, that trio, almost the holy trinity at Spurs. I don't think the business that they've done consolidates their place in the top four. I think it enhances the squad, but I don't think Bissouma is world-class necessarily. I don't think that Ivan Perisic at 34 years old is... Well, it is, is you know, a, an amazing sign-in. I think Jed Spence at right back, a sign-in that Antonio Conte has already said, you know, wasn't my sign-in, it was the club sign-in. I, I just, I, I don't think they've widened the gap between themselves and the others because I think what the difference was, was already at the club anyway. So I understand why people are optimistic about them. It's Conte's first full season, but I don't think they're as nailed on for the top four as everybody else. And that is putting my Arsenal bias to one side. I still think Chelsea have a better side than them. And so I think it's one position up for grabs between a number of other sides and and, and who knows. Do we have a match bet, Arsenal Tottenham? 
You get a few, you get a few leaves over the season, Jack. You can reel them in. Can reel them in. Well, Just message me how much you want, and we we, we could talk about it in this season. Harry. It's they've done good you business. You can pay but me people new next them. season. People overlook what Arsenal have done in the market this summer as well. Every one of those players, Arsenal were linked with, wanted them. No, Arsenal could have signed Basuma five times by now if they wanted him, if they really wanted him. I'm not saying he's not a good player, but there clearly was never a serious interest there. Oh, Richarlison. Yeah. So we got we got a match about Arsenal against Tottenham, yeah? Let's do it. That's well, oh, Here it. we go. Let's do it. Value head bet to head. number one. Bet Rivers special. Jubbly. Head to Lovely head. Um, let, let's go on then to the other side of the table, the, the other end of the table, the relegation mm-hmm. uh, fight, because... You know, Jack will know this full well. He supports one of the, the renowned... <laughs> this is my special clubs. subject now, relegation yeah, every other exactly. year. You've had the ups, you've had the downs, you know what it's all about. Um, obviously, the promoted sides, Bournemouth, Fulham and Nottingham Forest, I think a lot of people are talking about as as the, maybe the first ones to go back down. I'm interested to hear you guys' take from a betting perspective on this. Um, I'll come to you first, Jack, because, you know, this is your speciality, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... As always, the, the the three promoted sides are the three favourites to go down in, in, in the market. Um, it's just a kind of default, I think. I'd be very, very surprised if all three went down. I think there's enough scope at the bottom there. We saw it last season with the likes of Everton getting sucked into that battle. They were atrocious last season. And they've sold Richarlison, who was, who was their top goal scorer. By, by twice as many as anyone else, got 10 goals. And and also that top assist uh, maker as well. So, uh, and they haven't done anything to replace that at this moment in time. Um, and Lampard's style of play will be, be up for debate. You can't say, obviously, Forrest needed to do it, but Forrest have gone about their business and brought some interesting players in. Obviously, some with decent fees uh, and others just on a, on decent decent wages have been very well documented. But they're having a, having a, having a go on that side of things. Um, Fulham, again, they, they replace Norwich as the, the yo-yo club, don't they? Everyone expects them to go up, then everyone expects them to go down. Silver's in charge there. Um, Mitrovic, obviously, we know has got goals in him. 40 goals last season. You can't go and then fall off a cliff. Don't, don't bring up Mitrovic up. in front of Nigel, Jack. Mitrovic cost Sorry. Nigel a lot of money to a kid last <laughs> season. <laughs> Have you heard this story, Jack? Did you, I did haven't. You tell his story. No, oh, I'll, I'll edit him out. <laughs> I went out. I went out with uh, a friend of mine, and his son was a big Fulham fan. He's only about twelve or something. And he said to me, "He said uh, Mitru gets forty goals." I said, "Lee, get oh. out of it, son. Get out of it, son." I said, "No chance, no chance, no chance." And I said to him, "If that, if he gets forty goals next season, I'll give you. I think it was hundred quid. I said, I'll give you hundred quid." Every time Mitrovic scored, every time myself and Harry were working on the, the Bet Rivers Betcast and Mitrovic scored, we were doing the bleep with me and they would just been running, nah, get it ready, get it ready, get it ready. So, uh, oh, yes, wow. uh, so there was he's not a name that I like to see. I'm going to do the same no. bet this season. I'm going to because he's only 12. Yeah, so, if he gets 40, you give me the 100 back, if he doesn't get 40 goals, and I'll do the 100. Yeah. I'll double up to 200 if he gets 40 goals. I've got a chance of getting yeah. it back, haven't I? I think you might be okay this time <laughs> around. Yeah, you might be okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah. sorry. Sorry so to cut no, you, Jack. I, I couldn't, I couldn't no, well, miss the opportunity. The, 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 the phrase that pays. I remember that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the, the one one of the, the trio that I'm most worried about and probably a safe one to mention uh, would be um, Bournemouth. Uh, they, 
not made much, done much business. A couple of free signings they brought in. They have made a sign-in today. Um, Tavernier from Middlesbrough coming in. Not been obviously not proven in any way, shape, or form in uh, in the top flight. So we'll have to wait and see how that one transpires. But to me, it, they remind me very much of what Norwich did a couple of times ago when they came into the league. Kept pretty much what they had. Um, that, that odds on to, to go back down. The, the bet on that side of it that kind of probably most appeals to me is that I, I would have Bournemouth cut adrift at the bottom. Um, and you can get Bournemouth to to finish bottom at plus 200. Um, my eyes have gone elsewhere as far as trying to see one of the other clubs to get to get in, you know, fall into that trap as well at the bottom. And there's a couple of clubs that appeal to me. The likes of Leeds and Southampton are down there and you can see that happening, but they're just too short for me to get involved with, with them. But um, Wolves and Everton, as I've already mentioned, are, are interesting candidates for me to to get sucked into a bit of trouble. Wolves in Wolves is an interesting one because I hadn't even considered that. So I'm interested that that you've come up with that one, Jack. Uh, Nigel, what about you in terms of the relegation fight? I think the thing is with the relegation battle is that all these sides make appeal. Everton very very popular, Southampton very very popular, Wolves very popular. But it's about the odds, isn't it? I mean, like I can't. I always emphasise about value, and I, and that's the, the the thing. You know. We can all sit here and say Everton going to get relegated or Wolves going to get relegated, but would you bet Everton at plus three fifty? They were dead and buried last season, and in the last six or seven home games, they just they, they don't get beat at home. It's their away form that's terrible. Hmm. Uh, that home form will get them through, and home form will always suffice. It's, you want to look at teams that have, don't really have that fortress at home, and if the if the you know, players go there, the teams go there and they think, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't mind going this ground. It's not hard. Going to Everton is a tough place to go. Going to Leeds is a really, really tough place to go. So I, I, I think that home form is very, very important when you're looking at the relegation battle. I, I, I can't disagree with Jack's analysis on Bournemouth. I think minus $2, they're the favourites to get relegated and they're the rightful favourites to get relegated. Uh, out of all the teams in the Premier League, they will be the weakest. Solanke gets the majority of their goals. Will he score in the Premier League? I don't believe they will. I think Fulham and Nottingham Forest will do very well. I think both of them will do okay. Uh, I think Fulham will do exceptionally well this season. They're a very young squad full of very, very attack-minded players. And I think the manager is key. I think Silva's a great manager. And I think Cooper at uh, Nottingham Forest is one of the best managers in the Premier League. And, you know, and I really do. I think that will get them through. Um, the team I'm concerned about is is Brentford. Um, they were three to one. They've now got back, back down to plus two fifty. We spoke Harry in the middle of last season, and we we I bet them to get relegated about six to one or seven to one. They really started off the season really well. With, with I'm sorry to say, it was a game I was at against Arsenal, and they won that game. And they were brilliant. They started off like a breath of fresh air in the Premier League. Then they sort of lost their way in the mid table of it. Um, Ivan Tony, the, the striker. I mean, he can't go on Twitter without seeing telling him someone that he wants to leave the club and he, he wants Shocking. to go. He wants he wants to get in Bitcoin. So eventually, someone might fancy him. He clearly doesn't want to be there. How can you have a centre forward who's, who's going to get you? You need to get fifteen to twenty goals a season. Who who publicly states at least five times a season he wants to move. That is a big problem for me. Ericsson going is is huge. Uh, again, I know he coming halfway through the season, but. Some of the assists he created for Brentford in, in crucial moments were were, cr- were key at that time. Um, he turned their tailspin around, didn't he, Ericsson? Yeah, Ericsson they, he... they were they were plummeting, and uh, I was actually at a game that probably was that that make or break, which was a Norwich game, and uh, Ericsson's first start 
and he and he ran the show and never looked back from then on. And they went went and kind of turned things around a bit, and uh, and he got them out of, out of the trouble. Realistically, yeah. set pieces were were key for them, and uh, he obviously was an excellent exponent of that. So, um, but they were in severe trouble up to that point. He yeah, he, we were, he we brought kept... them back to life. Sorry, he, he brought them back to life. Um, and I, I don't want to name drop. Excuse here, the pun, but... Harry. Excuse yeah, the pun. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, Christian Eriksen like bringing that, someone yeah, back yeah. to life, Harry. Oh, come on, oh, mate. Come Jesus. on. Jesus. I didn't mean that. But... Oh, Harry, anyway, please. I don't want to anyway. name drop, but I don't want to name drop. But Nigel does it every week, so it's allowed here. Um, I actually spoke to Thomas Frank during the preseason. I covered one of their games, and and I spoke to him. This was prior to Christian Eriksen signing a contract with Manchester United. And from asking him about it, I got the impression from from him and some of the players that I spoke to after the game as well, that there's a real sense of disappointment within the football club that he didn't sign up for another season, almost like they feel let down. And I wonder if the difference between keeping him on and not keeping him on will really impact the mood around that place, around the new season, because Thomas Frank was very, very irritated by the fact that they put a contract in front of him and he just avoided any sort of communication with them until the Man United thing was set. So that could put them on a bit of a, I'm not going to say a downer, but it can impact the mood, can't it, going into a new season, something as significant as that. Second yeah, season but... syndrome as well, eh? And also, and also, Jack, they, they got off to a brilliant start. A brilliant, yeah. brilliant start. I think they were top of the table after about five or six games. They were, they were, they were superb. They, took they were to after life. the first game, certainly. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Friday yeah. night. But... Um, Harry might have spoke to Thomas Frank, but I spoke to my friend Tom and Frank, and they told me <laughs> that they think they'll go down anyway. But seriously, I think I think if you're looking at that caption, a team that won't be able to emulate, if they get off to a very, very poor start, I think Brentford will be in trouble here. Um, and if they do, if you've got a player like Tony who wanted to leave and wanted to be vocal about leaving when things were going good, well, what the hell is he going to do when things are going bad? Um, so I, I feel that they've got a big test on their hands, and I think at that kind of odds I, against two sides, I think Fulham and Nottingham Forest, off my ratings, aren't much different to Brentford. If they played on a neutral pitch, Fulham, Brentford, marginal favourites on Brentford, but after three or four games, I could be very, very marginal favourites on Fulham. That could really, really, really change. So Brentford will be my pick to be relegated from the Premier League season at plus 250. How do we get access to Nigel's secret file of ratings that he puts together ahead of every season? Well, I rate everybody secret. on the Bet Rivers Network, Harry, and you can have them because you need to improve your rating, my friend. But you can my my, my analysis on the on on the football plays is secret, secret, secret indeed. Secret. Um, let's stick with you, Nigel, uh, and go to uh, top scorer. Premier League Golden Boot winner. I know you've got well, some strong opinions on this. Well, I did have. I had a very very strong opinion about this a week ago. And I'm not quite sure whether this is the right thing or the wrong thing to do, but um, we've highlighted it on this show at the beginning about the importance of going to the World Cup. And I think going to the World Cup is going to stop people like, I think Harry Kane will struggle. I think all the other players will struggle. Haaland is the favourite here. And I'm not sure whether he's been brought in to win the Premier League title because they win the Premier League title. I think he's been brought in to win the Champions League. I think he'll be protected in big games. I think it might take him a little bit of time to get going. So I think he's a, he's a favourite worth taking on. Salah... It's going to share the goals with Liverpool. Without Mane's assist, I think it's going to be very, very hard. And then my big play a week ago was my huge play. And I've actually bet him already. It was Jamie Vardy uh, with Leicester at 40 to 1. And uh, Jamie Vardy. And I bet Rivers have an extensive amount of, 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 of Premier League specials. You know, you, what was that? 
I was, I was out in America last week talking about this, and no one said we can't get them on. Well, you can get these bets on with Bet Rivers. It's it's available there for everybody to see, and you can get the each way. And I think the each way part here is absolutely massive. My only worry now is what's happened in the courtroom. <laughs> We're concerned about <laughs> Rebecca Vardy being found guilty because if I went home and my missus done three million quid. I'd have the right hunt with her and I'll take it out on the pitch. I'm not being funny. So I'm not quite sure whether that's a, an incentive that he can get a goal bonus, that he needs the goal bonus <laughs> to pay three million readies. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about that. I'm joking aside. I'm genuinely seriously worried about that. I, I think the player may be the ridicule of supporters. I think he's going to have, um, you know, if, if you go to court with your wife and you've just lost three million pounds, you're not going to be happy. Your home life isn't going to be happy. So I, I, you know, I, I, when every time anything goes wrong in my home life, I'm not the same person two or three days, and especially I wouldn't be the same if the missus knocked out three million in court. So um, I'm a little bit worried about that. But I think if you look at his record in the Premier League, he's been the top goal scorer in the Premier League. He's been second a couple of times. He's never finished out in the top seven in the last six. And last season, he ended up, when he missed the majority of the season that midterm, he didn't even play. He come back and he scored goals for fun. The key to that as well is another thing that sort of worries me slightly is James Madison. As Jack said there, that James Madison could, could potentially be moving to Newcastle. He, he, if Madison goes, the assists don't go for, for Jamie Vardy. So I'm, I, will, I was really bullish a week ago. I'm not so bullish now. Another couple of names I want to throw into the mix. Callum Wilson at Newcastle. I think Newcastle, if they have a good season, he's going to play a big part of it. Um, he, he's missed so many seasons for injury. That's the other concern. He misses injury. And the final player I want to uh, mention now, I think Carl Havertz is, uh, sorry, Wilson is is uh, 50 to 1. So Bardi at 40 to 1, Wilson at 50 to 1. And the other player I think is going to have a big season is uh, Havertz at um, at Chelsea. Um, this guy is, is superstar. I mean, two seasons ago in, 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 in Germany, he was one of the hottest properties in European football. He's come into the Premier League. It took a bit of time to adjust. Uh, there's no Lukaku at Chelsea now. Werner looks like he's going to um, could potentially move or may not even pay a part in the team. So Havertz is going to play much more of an advanced position. Sterling's going to come in now to give him assists. Um, and I think Chelsea will be a little bit more attack-minded now than they were last season because then they got, there's a system that they can all adjust to. When they played Lukaku at top on his own, they couldn't really adjust to it. And uh, I feel that uh, Havertz at 50 to 1 could be a, a decent each way play as well. So I'm going to go for three outsiders, take on the favourites. Um, doubts about Haaland because of coming to the Premier League, obviously going to be used for the Champions League. The Liverpool player is going to share the goals around. Arsenal, Jesus has been amazing in pre season, but he's no value now at 11 to 1. He's been cut in half. And so I think that middle bracket offers a value. Vardy, 40s, Havertz, 50s, and Callum Wilson at 50s. Jack, I know you've got some thoughts on on the uh, top assist market, um, but have you got anything to add on the top goal scorer? Anything different to to throw into the mix? Uh, Havertz was 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 the guy that I looked at to be honest as well at a, a massive price, um, mainly because I looked at his his data really whilst playing in that kind of number nine, um, which he certainly did right towards the end of the season, and I think he's just grown into a better and better player as he's as he's settled into Chelsea. So I think a big season awaits for him this season, and a hell of a lot of players around him that can assist those goals as well. As as I'll come on to one in a in a moment, but um, I think uh, I think Nigel's you know trying to make up for my Mitrovic comment. There it is again. Um, I think you had a bit of course and distance form in that market, didn't you? When you on Son last season. 
Yeah, yeah. Not the beginning, though. I bet him when I bet. Do you know, do you know the truth, Jack? I'll tell the truth about it. I bet him the second I saw Mo Salah being put on the stretcher in the Champions <laughs> League, and I, at seven to one, I wasn't. I, I wasn't so good at the beginning, but I, I, I was a bit of a schneidy bet. But uh, we did. We, we, we I thought we were going to win to the yeah, 90, yeah. 90th minute of or 86th minute of the season, but we we got. Yeah. Well, there. Norwich were doing their best in that last game. Just let you know, have some shots, have some goals. We didn't, you know, we we held out where we can me. in that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, but no, I think uh, yeah, Havertz a, a big price, and he definitely um, worth taking on those uh, those those jollies at the top of the market. What about in terms of assists? Then um, I know you've got an opinion on this. Yeah, well, one is a Chelsea player uh, uh, and a player that I think ha- could have a massive season this season if he can stay free from injury, and that's Rhys James out on the right hand side. I think he's nailed in for that that. That position out there. Um, you look at the competition around there. It used to be kind of Aspilicueta. If he stays at the club, he's not going to be playing in that position anymore. If they if they replace him, rotate him, then it's a square peg in a round hole. Really, you're looking at possibly a Loftus Cheek going out there, something like that. But but not a not a player of, of, of specific off the shelf, perfect right wing back. Reese James loves to bomb on. Will get licensed to do that with the way that Chelsea play. Um, and, and get those balls into the box. And obviously you've got Havertz there as a target. You've also got um, Sterling now involved as well. So there'll be a lot of excitement going in that those forward areas for Chelsea. Um, he, he got nine assists last season, did Reese James, but he only played 26 games. Um, and top assist was Salah with, with 13. But he played like a 1,000 minutes more than, than Reese James. So like 10, 11 games more than, than him. And the most... The equivalent that I can put to to this is is Trent Alexander Arnold, the guy that obviously gets flagged up as being probably one of the best assist makers in the league, and indeed he got twelve last season, but he he had uh, nine hundred minutes more than than Reece James on on the pitch, and let's say twelve twelve assists for him, nine for Reece James. If Reece James can can stay fit and he's got that extra ammunition to aim at up front, then I think he's a big play at thirty three to one to be top assist in the in the league. I think that's a good shout. Nigel, am I am I allowed to throw a couple of names into the hat here? As long as they're not Arsenal players. No, they're not. I don't know if I'm like you can you can go you can do it as long as they're Arsenal players. No problem. I won't. There was an Arsenal player on my mind, but I'll avoid that one for fair purposes. Um, But I look at it and I think you know Jack Grealish maybe plus fourteen hundred. He's got Erling Haaland to supply. He won't play enough games, Jack. He he won't play enough games. But will he not now that Sterling's gone? No, he won't play enough games. He's got too much. That's the problem. You, all these markets, top goal scorer, top assist, you need someone who's going to play regularly. That is the key. Okay, what you about someone... another, uh, What about Christian Eriksen at Man United? Will he play enough games? Plus 2,000. Quite like that. Quite like that. But Jack's your main man on the stats on this market. I, I wouldn't be the man. But I, I think you need to play regular games. If you're going to play a top goal scorer, we didn't really say on the top goal scorer markets, we, we, but really you want to be someone who's sort of in the top 10 or six plays regularly and takes penalties. That's why Jamie Vardy, Callum Wilson fit the, mm. fit the category. So from a cis player, you need to look at numbers. That's the thing. So I think Grealish would be a big concern for that, but obviously, um, uh, Ericsson, will he play? Would he play every game? Would he play? It's hard to say with Ericsson. I do think Grealish will play more than he did last season. I do expect that. I do think that, this is the time for him. You know what? You don't go and drop a hundred million pound on a player if at no point you're going to give him the opportunity to play week in, week out. In my view, anyway. 
Aubameyang. I'd be interested in Greedish goals lines because I imagine it'll be set set pretty low. But so that rotation up there, they've got it's an embarrassment of riches in it for in those in those areas. But um, I think you look at Sterling, his his uh, improvement in that second season after Pep's kind of drilled it into him arriving at the back post and getting those tap ins, and uh, I think we saw quite a few flash past last season. So it'd be interesting to see uh, see Greedish. If he does get the game time, then he could be anything. As we know, he's, he's certainly got the ability. But talking of game time, one player I also had in this market was Michael Alise at, uh, at Palace, who I think is an exceptional player. And it could be a big season for him this season if if he can stay fit and if he can get on the, get on the pitch. Um, nine games, I think he, um, he, he started last season, but he got five assists. Um, who's going to finish him off? Well, Zaha's there. He got 14 last season. So if he can continue that kind of form, then uh, then that's a possibility. And it'll be interesting to see um, Mateta if he can if he can kind of step up again in his second season as well. But um, Elise is a player that I really really like. And so if he can get some game time, then uh, then he could be up there. And he's a bigger price at, at 40 to one. But um, Reese James is the one I like, certainly, in that market. Can I throw uh, another name in the Crystal Palace there, Jack? I mean, I'm, um, mm. as you know, I'm a QPR fan and I'm, I'm, I mm. was the biggest fan of Eze. Yeah. I think Eze is probably one of the most gifted players I have seen for years, like, at that level. I think he's a future in, in, international. He, he was, I think, on the ball, he's as good as Jack Greenish. He's got the same swagger about him. He's everything about him. He's fantastic. Obviously, last season, he missed the majority of the season. He'll play for Palace. I'm very keen on Palace. We're going to come on to some of the props in a minute. You see, I'm very keen on Palace. We haven't yeah. got the data on Eze, but Eze will play every single game. Palace are virtually unbeatable at home. Um, last season, they only lost four games at home, and two of them were against Liverpool and Chelsea, I believe. They drew with Manchester City. Um, Eze, I expect a big season from Eze. You know, is it on that on that assist market? Is he someone who, who's looked into your, um, your 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 methods and thought about? Is he, is he is he in your thinking? Yeah, I, I'm I'm the same as you. I've got Palace down quite a few markets. That yeah. I'm I'm, a, I'm very much I want to get them on side this season. Uh, I thought I was I was blown away with what Vieira did there last season. I was uh, um, fearing the worst, to be honest. I wasn't quite expecting them to to sort of turn up last season, and I thought they could get sucked into a bit of trouble. But they never looked in any danger whatsoever. As you said, they only lost twelve games last season. Only the top four and uh, Brighton lost. Uh, fewer games than that, and uh, their downfall was their, their, their drawing, wasn't it? But um, I love that the side that they've got in those attacking areas. I think um, Eze again, as you say, is a player that I really, really like. And if they can get Elise, Eze, and Zaha all on the pitch at the same time, all playing a decent amount of game time, then then they're, they're a massive threat. And I said they've got the foil up front with, uh, say, Mateta, and also with Edward is a is a good backup. And the, the signing from of uh, Czech Decore from um, uh, Lons is, uh, is 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 a good replacement because obviously Gallagher will be a bit of a loss. Um, he was he was immense for them last season, but I think they've done well in a good recruitment there. So um, certainly, I, I'm I'm up for anything Palace orientated this season. To be to be fair. Decore was someone that a lot of the big European clubs were keeping an, uh, an eye on. I'm, I'm really surprised that Palace managed to get that deal done. Fair play to them. Mm. Um, let's go on to the first manager to face uh, the sack. We know that there's always sackings in the Premier League. Um, so, Nigel, who are your favourites to, to get the chop straight away? And I, I don't mean favourites in terms of the bookmakers. I mean, mm. who sort of appeals to you? Well, I mean, uh, Frank Lampard is the favourite across the board at four to one. Um, it's, it's 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 an easy 
pick, isn't it, Frank Lampard? He, he seems to be a scapegoat. The money hasn't been spent. He's, the pre-season has been horrendous. Um, so, you know, he, but a four to one, I wouldn't bet him. Jesse Marsh is obviously another one who's been very, very popular. Uh, six to one. I think if you're an American uh, soccer coach and you're going to manage a team leads, if things doesn't go well in the first six games, you are in, under huge pressure. But I, I think, you know, I, you know, I've got a, a few connections at Leeds, and uh, I think the players like him and board like him. So I think he's, I think he's, he'd be okay. The one who I think, and he's been, he's been bet gradually. He was thirty-three to one. He's now twenty to one. He's now down to eighteen to one. Is Eddie Howe? I just feel that um, when you look at um, at Newcastle, I said Eddie Howe, Newcastle. When you look at managers, years ago, teams at the bottom of the Premier League. They'd always be under pressure because there was always Sam Allardyce to take over. There was always somebody you think, you know, if they have a bad, if we have, if we have a bad start or in trouble at Christmas, don't worry, Sam Allardyce will take us over. He'll get a million quid and he'll keep us in the league. And Sam Allardyce was in Costa del, he was in Marbella, he was in Dubai. They get the call and they come back and he'd be in Crystal Palace, he'd be in Newcastle, get him through and it'd, it'd be fine. Like some kind of superhero, just waiting for them. I want to be Sam Allardyce. I want. I want to be the guy who gets the call in the failing betting YouTube channel. Just I'm on a boat in YouTube, and someone calls me and says, "Can you come and help us out?" From me, I'm there. No problem. I'm the. I want to be the betting guy of Sam Allardyce. Gets his briefcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring the boys back. You know, bring all. You could be. You're Harry Redknapp. I'm Harry Redknapp. You're my cranker. Just bring you back in and just build the build the team up. That's what I want to do. But uh, the, the thing is, I think that. Obviously, Pochettino is a, is, is a name that everybody has gone out there. So I feel you you need to um, look at teams that could potentially go for him if things go bad. And I think Newcastle, the pressure is on Eddie Howe now. Every time the pressure's been on Eddie Howe, he was brilliant at Burnley, he was brilliant at Bournemouth. Every time he sort of... Sorry, not brilliant at Burnley, he was brilliant at Bournemouth. Then he went to Burnley and the pressure was on him. From, I think that it was great what he did last season, but now the pressure's on. The money's been spent. If they get off to a bad start, and they they win one game in six, or, or or they've got one win and one draw, then the pressure is on them. The Newcastle fans expect, and if they don't expect, Pochettino will walk there. He'll take over the job, no problem. And that will be a concern. Whenever you're doing a job, if you worked in a factory, you worked in a, in a betting office, and you were doing the football, and you knew it, the bloke behind you, you're going, no, he's not good. He's not, I'm going to speak to the boss about him. That's a, that's a pressure that you that doesn't really handle. So I, I, I'm looking at, at, uh, Eddie Howe at uh, around about 20 to 1 to be the next Premier League, first Premier League manager to go. Jack, any thoughts on this market? I'm going back to Wolves, to be fair. I think um, they they were just, they like, made my eyes bleed a bit towards the end of last season. To be honest, they were just a, a terrible watch. I saw a couple of their games um, and only the bottom three scored fewer goals than them. Everything was built around their defence. Um, Saar was a good good recruit and did did well. Can he replicate that? It fell away a little bit towards the end of the season for him. So if he if he can't pull off those saves, they're going to be in trouble. They were winning games like one nil and 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 keeping clean sheets and picking up points. Jimenez has gone. Top scorer last season was six goals. Uh, was Jimenez so? Losing him now for a few weeks into into the season, you just wonder where the goals might come from. They've got a, a start against a couple of sides that are likely to be down there as well. The results go wrong there. And I looked at his body language towards the end of last season. He just seemed a really frustrated figure. And uh, if that, say, carries on into the new season and, and they've bought Nathan Collins, which is a good signing, but it's another defender. And they've got 
next to no creativity. They've got Neves. Somehow kept hold of Neves for the last three seasons when he's been linked with, well, Man United and, and others of, of that ilk over the last few years. And he's still there. I think Arsenal were interested as well, weren't you? But um, so he's there. Uh, Matinho's next to him. He's, he's not getting any younger, certainly. And uh, it, they're just a bit of a sort of dour watch. And uh, I just wonder if they might, might fancy a possible change of direction if things don't start overly well. And I say they just don't look like they've got any goals in them, which is always going to be a problem. So Speaking Bruno Large potentially in trouble. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and I agree with you. They did make people's eyes bleed at various points. <laughs> they, they weren't good on the they were, they're, they're the one team that I've never... I've, I've spoke to Harry about this in, in the last couple of seasons. The one team I can never call right, Wolves. If I, I, honestly, they're the most frustrating team for betting. If you think they're going to get beat uh, or they're going to win, every time you expect them to do well, they don't do well. And every time you expect it, I can never get a read on, ever. Yeah. But the one they thing we always teams. do... Yeah, but the one thing we always do with Wolves every time is betting to be drawn at half time. They draw more games at half time than yeah. any other team. Yeah. Usually nil nil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Indeed. But, um, let's move yeah. on to some props. Um, Nigel, let's come to you first. Um, what have you got for I'm us? I'm gonna run a few. I'm gonna run uh I've got I've got a few here. So I'll, I'll quickly run through them. Uh the top ten market, uh Aston Villa to finish in the top ten. I'm very, very keen on Aston Villa. I think Steven Gerald is building a very, very good squad there. The recruitment across Europe has been fantastic. Diego Carlos from Seville. Uh, you've got uh, Kamara from Marseille. And Coutinho, which was a brilliant sign. And also as well, if things don't go well, people will want to go and play for Steven Gerrard. Um, he's building something special. I think Villa will have a really, really good season. We're talking about World Cup years, and I think the FA Cup this season is going to be a club competition that's going to be absolutely just not treated with any respect at all because the, 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 after the World Cup, they get 26 of First game, 26th of December, the FA Cup comes in. There'll be nobody in the FA Cup. The, you know, the top teams will be playing under 21s and under 23. So I think teams like Aston Villa, teams like that will really have an opportunity to do well in cup competition. So I think that's another angle to look at. But I think Villa will do really well. I love them I to be... I think good pick up for him. Brilliant. On the, yeah. Brilliant. I think he's... Uh, he'll, 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 it's a, and, you know, obviously they, they lost Bill to, to QPR. But I think he... He's really just everything he does, Stephen Gerrard, as a manager, is is gaining stock. I just feel that the way he holds himself, the, the thing on the the fines on the on the on the um uh, on the on the Twitter feed, the fines at the club, he's, he's building a community, and he's got the added bonus. He's got that that team in that middle section. He's got the Liverpool connections, he's got the Rangers connections, and he's got that team in which people will want to play him. So if things don't go well when the transfer window opens up, he can go again. He's got the back end of the board. So I love them to finish in the top 10. That will be my strongest player of the whole of the Premier League this season. Minus 125 Villa to finish in the top uh, 10. I bet them last season at plus 120 and they didn't make it. I think they finished 12th uh, or 11th or something like that. Just missed out. But compared to where they are now to where they were there, the price difference is no is, is not much difference. And at minus 125, I love Villa. I love Villa to finish to be the top Midlands club at plus 150 with Bet Rivers. I think that's a cracking bet up against Leicester, really, and essentially a match bet. If Leicester lose a Madison and uh, Jamie Vardy is, is thinking about the three million he's got to come home to, I like that <laughs> bit of market. Yeah, plus for Fana as well, is, is obviously links, strong links as well. Be a yeah. Because they lost him last season for injury, didn't they? And, and were, were a shambles with Sioncho in there was was, was not, not a good look. So, and they, um, haven't bought yeah. any, they haven't bought anybody. They, they, they can't. They, they can't. Casper they Schmeichel's, Casper Schmeichel's gone as well. Leicester have got a lot of problems with regards yeah. to FFP and they're having to yeah. financial fair play that is and they're trying to move people on 
uh, to facilitate signings. But Fofana is one that Chelsea are circling around at the moment. So there's a good mm. chance they lose him. So you so you can get him plus 150 on Aston Villa be the top Midlands club. One club is plus 150. I think I think uh, Leicester are plus 175 in that market. One club is going one way, one club's going the other way. Brilliant, brilliant play for me. So Villa, very, very strong on my radar. Crystal Palace to finish in the top 10. We've, we've, we've highlighted that. I think they're going to have a great season if Eze can stay fit, Sahar can stay fit. A brilliant manager. Again, young manager. Vieira, Gerard, these young managers are doing this exceptionally well. Love uh, Crystal Palace to finish in the top 10. And my final pick uh, is Fulham to be the top promoted club at plus 135. I mean, how far did they win the, the league last mm. season? They're all young. Uh, they're all hungry. Forest have made... What, 10 new changes? It's going to take him ages to gel those players. I'm not sure Lingard is the right signing on the way structure he's on at a club like Forest. That could go one way or the other. I think the manager is great, but I think the dressing room could go one way or the other. And I think Bournemouth, as Jack has alluded to, are going to go at the B to sit the worst team in the division. So for me, the best four props, Villa top Midlands club, uh, plus 150. Villa top 10, minus 125. Palace top 10 at plus 250 and Fulham to be the top promoted club at plus 135. Jack, let's have uh, your props, mate. What has uh, jumped out at you? Yeah, I had a look at the uh, the top scorers in each of the each of the different clubs, to be honest. I thought there was some some juice to be had there. I'll run through them quite quickly because there's a few. But um, Zaha, I've already mentioned, he's, he has shortened a bit since I first noticed it, but he's still plus 150. He's been the top scorer the last two seasons, 14 goals last season as well. Um, he's only hit double figures three times. Um, sorry, he's hit double figures three times in the last four seasons. Um, and he's on penalties as well, as as Nigel said. Get on a get on a, a top scorer for that club who's on pens. He he got five penalties last season. Actually took seven, missed two, but still still grabbed the ball. So he's still the main man there at Palace. They won't be taking that off him. So um, but even without those penalties, he still still was top scorer, um, beating Conor Gallagher into second, who's obviously not there anymore. So plus one fifty for him. Um I really like Danny Welbeck at Brighton. Injuries has really hammered him, of course, over the years, but if they can keep him fit, he scored six last season, but top score was eight, and that was Trossard. Um again, loads and loads of minutes more. So it seemed that it touch wood for him that he'd gotten over those injuries. He'd, he'd had surgery at the start of the season and it seems to have done the trick, but he ended the season on fire. He looked really lively and we all know Brighton can create lots of chances. So if they can find that person to, uh, to finish them, Welbeck's there. Um, I think you know, they've got a couple of youngsters that possibly coming on the horizon, but I think he will be the main man given the responsibility. More pay is likely to be going. Um, and he's plus 300 to be top right and goal scorer. I like that. Um, you can look at a couple of others. Um, James Ward-Prowse at Saints, mainly because they haven't really got a prolific goal scorer there. And he's on pens and free kicks outside the area, which equates to a penalty for him. He's plus 200. And he, he got 10 last season and was their top scorer. Expect more of the same from him this season. Leeds is an interesting one. Going against the whole injury situation, Patrick Bamford will be the favourite there. But... He's about as solid as a rich tea biscuit and a cup of hot coffee, and he's like uh, unlikely to see the season through. Um, Sinistera they brought in is an interesting one. Scored lots of goals for Feyenoord last season. Uh, loves to sh- have a have a strike. Um, got great pace, good acceleration. So he's got the makings of that Premier League side. So um, if if they're playing open and expansive leads, then he's a, he's an option at plus six hundred. But Jack Harrison on the other side. Plus 800, 
Either of those two think will get more game time and um, will will challenge the Leeds top goal scorer. But the ones that was most fun for me was the player to pick up most cards, as I mentioned earlier. And, and one for you as an Arsenal fan that you can cheer on Spurs players getting booked every week. And uh, two that caught my eye was our good friend uh, Christian Romero, um, who is a, a walking, lunging yellow card. Um, obviously loves to fly in, even when the ball ain't there. Um, picked up eight yellow cards last season. He's plus 2,000 to be top yellow carded player in the Premier League this season. To give a benchmark, last season, 11 won it. And it was like Tyro Mings, who's I see he's now been taken, the captain's even taken off from Villa. So that could allude to less game time for him. Um, Romero, you'd think, would be cast iron in that um, whilst fit and not suspended, will be cast iron in there. He's picked up 33 yellow cards in his last three seasons in Serie A in Italy. So uh, it doesn't matter which country he's in, which colour shirt he's wearing. I think he's he's destined, you know, and you watch him and he's he's, uh, he's entertaining as far as those tackles are getting a concern. And the other one was Basuma. A lot will depend on his um, on his game time in the middle there for Spurs. But he got 10 yellow cards in just 26 appearances to Brighton last season. So nowhere near like playing every single game. But um, that would put him well in the record. And he's available at 4,000, so 40 to 1 for Basuma. So that are two that I like in that particular market, which is a bit of a quirky market. Fantastic stuff. Um, Nigel, anything to add, mate, before we uh, wrap up? No. Well, thank you very much, for Jack, for joining us on this program. A great uh, debut last week with him and George Ellick on the uh, the championship show. They went five and two. Some brilliant uh, content available on the Bet Rivers YouTube channel. So check that out. Um, Harry, I'm very Norwich, you see. Like championship last week. Appeared on the Premier League one today, and I'm mm. back on the Championship one on Thursday. So there you uh, we'll see you there. There you go. He's earning his money. Not like <laughs> you, Harry. Not like you. No, not like Can't me. get through to him. Got to go through to his PA. Got PA now, <laughs> Harry. It's unbelievable. But no, uh, if you if you check out, it's, it's an incredibly busy month, obviously, on the Bet Rivers Network. We've got 70 uh, shows planned. A uh, huge amount of content with some brilliant handicappers. I mean, the golf handicappers have been great. There's got some great stuff on the tennis. We've got a 66 to 1 and 80 to 1 winner back to back, as well as other sports. Who got as the well. 80 to 1 winner? Oh, I don't know. Some, some oh, South some, London some guy reported. Yeah, some people. <laughs> anyway, I don't, I don't, I don't, listen, it's all about you guys. But uh, let me say something. It's, uh, there's lots of stuff going on. They're very exciting stuff. And obviously, please follow that uh, because we win channel. Because not only pre match as well, the lads are going to be uh, during the season, during a the game, they've got an opinion on it, going to be tweeting out their, uh, their matches. I know you'll be giving us some betting advice this weekend at QPR game, Harry. So, uh, Looking forward to that as well. I'm going to try. To I'm going to try. Well, okay, we'll see. But no, it's really, really exciting. Everything's looking up. Really looking forward to the season. And obviously the countdown to the World Cup is not far away as well. Yep, absolutely right. Lots and lots to come on the Bet Rivers Network. So make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. If you prefer to listen via the audio platforms, make sure you're subscribed there. And please, please do leave us a review. It really, really does help. As Nigel mentioned, give us a follow at Because We Win on Twitter. But you can also follow all the Bet Rivers pages as well at Bet Rivers. And we'll be back very, very soon with more Premier League content. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. 